This program is part of Full Service Radio, an internet radio station and podcast network with over 32 weekly shows broadcasting from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. All of our hosts are Washington, D.C. locals, covering stuff like music, arts, culture, identity, politics, and so much more. Visit fullserviceradio.org for all of our programming and enjoy the show. This program is also brought to you by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. I was going to. I was trying to think of a song Another. for this morning. There you go. Can you I hear me? I found the beat. Yeah. Can you hear me? Like, there you are. I, Good oh, morning. Oh, boy. It's GTFO. I thought you were going to at least. No, I was really <laughs> concerned that I couldn't hear myself. No. Uh, good morning. Uh, welcome to GTFO. My name is Allison Lane. And I am Paige Plissner. Paige Plissner, you do have a cold today. I do have a cold. I'm, I apologize. I also... I'm on cold medicine, and I don't do too well in cold medicine, so... Um, Girl, there's no need to apologize. Well, I'm saying you're going to have to carry the team today. <laughs> no. Um, well, I was fully hungover, possibly drunk last week. Yeah. So, this is fine. This is what teams are for, and we are a dynamic duo. Aww. Um, so, we have a lot to get into today. Yes, uh, So, I would say that our, our theme today is loosely falling. Right? Falling. 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 Okay. So the first okay. topic, falling. Falling. Of Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 and our second topic, falling. Uh, oh, we're doing... <laughs> this is a fun game. I like this game. <laughs> um, Congress and various members of the press are starting to speak up against the administration, and it's like an attack on fake news. There we go. Falling. Falling fake uh, news. <laughs> Our third falling topic. I don't really know. Um, babies falling out of vaginas. Yes! There we go. <laughs> um, Kim and Kanye just had a baby. <laughs> so a baby fell out of a vagina. It was a surrogate. Yes. And then our, our last fall. And our, our mentiras and mierdas, if you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to save the fall version. So okay. I think we could put it in a few different ways. Yes. Uh, but it's about Aziz and Zari and all of that yes. business. This <laughs> is an echo oof. Ooh. And that oof indeed. It is going to be, it is very messy. There's a lot of opinions and a lot of feelings that uh, yes. we've thus discussed this morning and honestly only scratched the surface of it. Yeah. I would say that everyone is very divided. Even people that were, you know, you thought initially they were on your same t- side as far as your opinions on sexual assault um, and consent uh, probably don't agree with you. So everyone's divided on this. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I think that's a action-packed show that we have. Yeah, we are live on Full Service Radio coming to you from the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. Yeah. We're going to take a break. GTFO Radio. (laughs) 
some new music that was submitted by the homie Keto. Not even sure he's old enough to drink yet. What up, Keto? K-I-E-D-O on SoundCloud. He's calling this one Hit Em Up Trap Instrumental. My baby lost a Bitcoin. <laughs> Too many Bitcoins. I ain't got no money now. What? I think that's all I got. Yeah, because you ran out of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I ran out of Bitcoins. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to GTFO Radio. As you may have guessed from um, that wonderful ad lib that I did for you. Um, we will be talking about Bitcoins. Yay. So we talked about it a couple of weeks ago because um, the price was soaring. And now it is, quote unquote, tanking. Or yeah, at look least- what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you should have never explained it to us. I know. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone was exclaiming uh, earlier this week, oh my God, Bitcoin is tanking because it fell below like $10,000. On Wednesday, um, which like that still is a lot more than what it was worth like a year ago. Yeah, ten thousand still a lot, but it did drop something like six hundred dollars in a day. Yeah, but it does that all the time. So like, how is it really tanking? All right, so I think that this is people who are um, skeptics of the whole like cryptocurrency idea and they were saying i think they just really wanted to feel vindicated in some way um and they were saying like oh look it's the speculative bubble bursting like told you this was going to happen which is it's definitely a thing that does happen Mm -hmm. um these are people that dedicate their entire careers to studying (laughs) this kind of stuff so i'm not saying that they aren't right but uh i do think that to put it into perspective you have to think like, okay, a year ago, Bitcoin was like going between like 800 to um, like $1,100. That was one year ago. And like today, it's back up to like $12,000. So it's still a really volatile currency. Yeah. And the whole idea about it is that you're not supposed to buy it and then sell it. Like it's supposed to replace you spending your dollars. So instead, you buy shit with Bitcoin. Okay. So because money isn't real anymore, let's be honest. It's not. <laughs> like I'm so pissed when people hand me dollar bills. What? Why? Like what the fuck is this? You're like this is a real. <laughs> what is this? Let's real. Fuck this. Just put it in my bank account. Venmo me. Get away from me. Uh, <laughs> you just don't like cash. Nah. You don't like cash because I feel like everything is is digital money now. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. You know what's funny about that sound is think about how many uh, people that are like in middle school and high school that like don't know that's a cash register. They don't know it's a cash register. They think it's the Venmo sound because Venmo makes that sound when you get money. Wow, that's the Venmo sound, huh? Yeah. Oh, what is that? The Venmo sound? Well, some of us never have the volume turned on on our phone. (laughs) So I don't actually I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Now you do. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so the reason, part of the reason why it 
crashed real quickly was because a lot of governments are now starting to um, create this like backlash against cryptocurrencies, which obviously they would do because it threatens the stability of their own currencies. Let's just keep that in mind. Mm. Uh, but China in particular, um, they are planning to widen their already, what's already happening is their crackdown on uh, crypto trades within their own country. Um, they were already trying to crack down on it, but they're, they announced that they were going to do it even more so. They haven't like really said specifically what they're going to do or like how harsh punishments are. They just someone just sort of said it was happening. Um, and China's been a big driving force behind um, the rise of cryptocurrencies and a lot of yeah. um, mining for those like bitcoins has been going on using servers in China. So, Are they also doing the hacking that happened? Which hacking? Wasn't there a hacking of the, the bitcoins? Yeah, I think there was a security breach. Uh, it may have been for I can't remember for like a particular company that was. Um, it's whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't buy. Don't. South Korea is also cracking down on it too, and they were they had a lot more vendors like in person that people could use to use their bitcoins to buy stuff. Yeah, like a lot of young people were really into it, and a lot of people who were like didn't really understand what it was, but they started using Bitcoin too. So um, that could be a drive behind it, the price falling a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Are you concerned about your Bitcoins, personally? I still don't have Bitcoin. I still only have Litecoin. Oh, I bought all four of them. Yeah. I bought Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and then Litecoin. No, I would not worry about it. I would just, like... I just my, figured, just, like, let it sit. Just leave it there. Like, there's no... If you were looking to make money off of Bitcoin by buying and then selling it when the price was high, I would say buy now. And then sell it when it goes back up. Yeah. Or just sit on it. Yeah. Or just, just wait. Yeah. I mean, if you already have it, and I mean, I don't know, that sucks for a lot of people who did buy it when it was like, you know, twice the amount it is now. But I don't know. Just sit on it. <laughs> yeah. Just wait with your Bitcoins. Yeah. It's just like the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, so fuck the haters. Fuck y'all haters. <laughs> Ain't no real problem with the Bitcoins. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's take a break. We're going to take a break. Then we'll get into Congress. Ooh. More keto today. This one's called Lip Gloss Remix. Bell. Oh, <laughs> Congress. Thank you. <laughs> Venmo. I'm obsessed with that sound now. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week, 
Congress and the press are getting bold about speaking up against the administration. Yes. Um, I think this partly is in response to, I mean, obviously it's in response to all of the things that have happened over the past two years um, with Donald Trump. But particularly, uh, he sent out that tweet that was something to the effect of um, giving out a fake news award. <laughs> Did you see this? I didn't see it, but it's it's not even funny. I wish that you weren't serious because it sounds like like things you just make up that you saw in like I don't know Adventure Time or something like. Like a Rick and Morty episode. It doesn't seem like real things that you're saying to me. Yeah. But I know that it's real. It's not really funny, but it is ridiculous. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, they did it. Do you want me to? (laughs) I know. I feel like I need to be like burping and farting after I talk about this because it's so ridiculous. A fake news award. Yeah. It's yeah. So the Republican Party gave out they wrote an article that's called the highly anticipated 2017 fake news awards where was this published Wait, this wasn't trump on his own you're saying the whole party did this it's gop it's on gop.com girl oh stop my it god oh my god so for the number one it says paul krugman says markets will never recover from trump dow hits record high so they're attributing like they're like taking all of these things that reporters have said and then being like, you were wrong. Marcus are at a record high, like right now, in his first year of like being president. So the markets were doing really, really well. Unemployment was going down because of Obama. That's what I thought. Because they don't understand Obama. correlation of things. Okay, whatever. Moving on. What else are they saying? Those dum dums. Um, here, sorry. I can't, very they, objective news right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't believe they really just took like specific things that journalists were saying, and then were like, "You were wrong on this particular point." <laughs> this is so petty. This is so petty. Um, ABC. Okay, number two was ABC News. Brian Ross chokes and sends markets in a downward spiral with false report. ABC demotes Brian Ross after bungled report on Trump Russia. I don't even know. I honestly have no idea, and they don't give any links for me to like click on so I can easily <laughs> figure out what the fuck it is they're talking about. You just have to like. Take so they're it. they're unsighted sources and unfounded. It's claims. the propaganda. This is fucking propaganda. Fake news awards are fake news, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tight, this is all tight. propaganda, which goes into the reason why Jeff Flake made this speech. Yes, he um, did. In Congress, uh, it was basically. So Z- Senator Jeff Flake uh, from Arizona. Yeah, from he is a Republican. He is a Republican. Um, he gave this like he gave this speech that basically explained how dangerous it is for a for any administration, any p- person in power um, who is representing like a democratic country to come out and denounce journalists repeatedly and tell them that they're not reporting the truth and make it 
kind of like a safe haven for other political leaders to join in and claim that journalists are all reporting fake news when they are just reporting the truth. Yeah. And it's led the way for these really corrupt leaders, um, like in the Philippines, Duterte... I, don't, I hope I said that right. Yeah. Um, he's saying that like all of this negative press is just fake news. So anytime someone doesn't agree with a political leader, you get to call it fake news, a political leader. That's exactly what <laughs> Stalin did. <laughs> that's, that's like, uh, yeah, it's what. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is terrifying. And his speech was kind of highlighting like, do you understand how dangerous this kind of rhetoric is? Rhetoric is? It's like in the 60s uh, when, like, uh, I hate to take it to, like, Emmett Till, but, like, all those white people said that he they didn't do anything and everybody just, like, believed them and then everybody was lying. Yeah. And it turned out that they were all just making shit up and just terrorizing people. Yeah. Actually, that's an entire 60s, not just Emmett Till's case, but, like... Most of America. I mean, it's, it still happens. <laughs> yeah, it still happens. Uh, case in point, Charlottesville, people are still saying that those people were within their rights and peaceful when they were protesting. When that's clearly not the case. Yeah. So he was highlighting things like the um, Russian investigation, yeah. and it was like, he was like, look, we have proven that Russia has influenced our elections. And yet, like, the conversation has just been going towards like people like these journalists are lying these tv networks like aren't telling the truth they are just like don't want me to win and the conversation should be focused on like hey we have a serious security breach here yeah democracy cannot happen if it is being influenced by an outside country it's so scary uh there i've been watching a lot of uh like these news like clips from news reporters like uh, Joy Reid, A.M. Joy, and like Don Lemon, and mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Corey. No, Corey, uh, he's a... Jake. <laughs> Jake Tapper. <laughs> so it's interesting because a lot of these um, White House analysts or like, you know, Trump-adjacent uh, advocates are coming on to these these programs where people are talking about like the attack on the press or Russia and they, you hear them like spin these stories towards ridiculous things about Clinton and we're like okay well she lost and that's not true mm-hmm. and you're seeing especially AM Joy yesterday she actually had to cut this woman off she's like okay so we're not going to do this on my show <laughs> and just it was an amazing sort of like spin on like you know uh, how to deal with people trying to just lie in the press and just like outwardly call these journalists like fake news people. Yeah. And it was, it seemed really scary because these people are so convicted. And I think that that's like what a lot of people are connecting to. They're not actually like looking at stories or like looking at them in depth. They're trying to be informed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much like you are They're They're, they're attracted to passion and these people are incredibly impassioned and like, it's terrifying. Oh, it's like, what's her name? Tori. (sighs) We don't know her. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That blonde chick who's uh, singing, uh, what's his name, bank account on her Fucking Snapchat. Psycho. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we all know you hate black people. Um, 
Tori Laren. Yeah. That's not her name, but it is her name now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like sensationalized and just spouting opinions with zero facts. Right. And they're considering that to be news as opposed to, I don't know, accredited journalists. Right. And it's like going, uh, Jeff Flake was trying to reiterate that journalists, you know, around the world risk their lives to report factual information and to just so easily like brush off what they consider is like their life's duty. (laughs) Duty. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's super, super shitty. And like trying to discredit all of these people, like we do not have, that's the reason why democracy works. I was going to say, doesn't it go against our very foundation? The thing that we say they're protecting all the time, our constitution. Yeah, And as even our own little somebody shitty president is saying that's what made America great. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice to see that people are coming out and trying to combat the idea by just sort of uh, demonstrating how ludicrous it is that um, Trump is able to, and dangerous, that Trump is able to just quickly brush things off as fake news and how it's actually influencing other leaders that around the world that are super corrupt. Yeah. It makes me so nervous because I, you know, there was a couple of years ago, people were like, oh my God, people of our generation are so much less racist and so much more aware and we're so much more informed. And all I keep seeing online now is like, especially people under the age of 25, just cutting up and acting out and being awful people. And I think it has a lot to do with the representation that the leadership that we're seeing in our country. Oh, you mean people just want to act like brats, <laughs> brats, racist, really dangerous, yeah. like selfish. I think a lot of that is, it trickles down from our leadership. Yeah. Well, I'm concerned. <laughs> I think we need to take a little break. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we have uh, some new news. Also, Keto, this one's called, see, he, he, he titled these files so crazy, Suede, Suede Mix Synth Funk. That just means it's exclusive music. Keto, we'll be right back. Um, welcome back to GTFO Radio. Is my, oh, there, there you are. I was wondering where you went. I disappeared. I mm. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to GTFO Radio. Uh, so this next story is, you know, about the West, the West family, <laughs> Mr. West and Kimberly have welcomed a new child into their family. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, New child uh, born via surrogate is uh, the youngest sibling to now, uh, to Saint and Northwest. There are Mm -hmm. two older siblings. 
Um, Northwest is such a wild name. I still can't believe that's the name. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So. And of course they named their son Saint. Mm-hmm. I think, all right. Well, yeah. Well, well shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... You're welcome to baby girl. It's a girl? It's a girl. Yeah, that child's going to be rich as... Really rich. I know. Congratulations, baby. Does it have a name? No, it doesn't have a name yet. They... I guess um, Kim just sort of hinted at a name on Instagram... Um, the top name that they think it might be is Elvie. Elvie? Yeah, but Kim has also said that she likes like really short one-syllable names. Like that's her vibe, is what she said. Um, so you know, you could always go with Paige. Phone's <laughs> 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 <Owen's> available. <laughs> I was thinking more like like phone. For I was trying to think of like um, let's see, glass. Uh, it's a one-syllable name. It's a one-syllable. Floor. <laughs> Star. Cloud. Cloud, yeah. Wind. Ooh. Ooh that's a good one. They probably go with wind. Fire, I bet. Vibe. <laughs> they just go with vibe. Fam. Uh, Wait, foot. Wi- wind West is really like... Wind I'm West. feeling that one. Wind, yeah. yes. Um, well, we already took North, so I guess that's... Northwest wind. Northwest West. wind. Mm. North two. Saint. <laughs> what if they just call it season three? <laughs> it's too many syllables. Uh, that's just true. That's true. That's true. Yees. Boots. <laughs> boot. Just one boot. Just boot. Boot West. Hi, I'm Boot. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past anybody. Yeah. And we're all still mad about Apple. Apple I, Martin. I mean, yeah. We're all still mad about it. I always think of it. And like, Pharrell Williams' first son's name is what? Rocket? That's not... Really? Yeah, his name is Rocket. Also, I didn't know about this Apple Martin thing. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, Apple's probably like a 12 years old now. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Get a late pass, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, just baby names. I mean, and also what Erica Badu got away with naming all her kids weird-ass names, too. Like what? Seven. Um, what's the other one's name? They got some wild Mars. Yes. Puma. 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 Wow. All her kids have weird names. What is with famous people doing shit like that? It's called uh, "You're Gonna Be Fine" because I just throw so you, you just a couple like, of them. Yeah. That's that's true. But yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't know much about uh, Kim and Kanye with their. Uh, their new baby situation, but I do think it's interesting that they did use a surrogate. Kim was very public that her last pregnancy was very, very rough on her body, but they were still looking to have more children. Yeah, it's crazy that um, pregnancy is still super dangerous. Very dangerous. And you heard about uh, Serena Williams. I did not. Uh, So she came out last week and said that her, um, during her birth, or during giving birth to... um, Alexis Olympia Jr. I didn't even Jr. know she had a baby. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you can hit me. That's fine. Oh I my can't god! I didn't even know that. <gasps> so so happy she had for her. she had a baby, and she's beautiful. So Aww. Alexis Olympia Jr. She was born, and and after her birth, uh, Serena was complaining about like having like shortness of breath. Turns out she has a pulmonary embolism, and that could have killed her. The yeah. doctors did not believe her. Like. 
what yo and like there's like a huge issue now like people are talking about how black women the birth, i was just gonna say rate, i i think that's like a doctor's not believing black women yeah thing. that's what it is and they're saying that that's like contributing to a lot of black women like that's dying and right so after childbirth and the mortality rate for black women ap- during childbirth is like much higher than it is for white women right now oh my god that's so fucked up and isn't it crazy that in 2018 with all these medical advances that we have for men's penises that childbirth is still like one of the most dangerous things that a person can do yes it is terrifying we also aren't like in america the um death rate at birth is like still higher than other first world countries <laughs> we're doing really really well for ourselves here we're so good this at everything this is the american dream <laughs> <laughs> don't let those other what did he call those countries shitholes shitholes tell us <laughs> otherwise <laughs> uh. what a trash person uh but you know what congratulations kim and kanye yes can't wait to see the baby pictures i'm sure it's gorgeous they make good kids yeah their babies, they have, their babies are beautiful their babies have great eyebrows yeah well they all have like hair they like have really good hair, hair. <laughs> I wonder what conditioner they use. It's probably like $600. Her <laughs> <laughs> people just like need to spend their money so they don't pay taxes on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. So we're going to take a little break. Yeah. Um, we'll come back with Mentiras y Mierdas here on GTFO Radio. Last one from Keto today. Another hilarious file name. Club de Danza. That was a good one to do like squats to. Yeah, like, I, I like that, that one. right in the top of my booty cheeks. We gotta give that to our uh, to Rafi. Yeah, shout out to Rafi, our personal the, trainer. Yeah, he's great. The GTFO workout is like just kind of go all the way in on these music breaks for thirty seconds, <laughs> and then just sit back down and listen. <laughs> hey, we got squats for that. We do. Hey. <laughs> oh wait, do you know what time it is? I don't know what time it is. Should we talk about squats for another second? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! I did not Ah. have sexual relations with that woman. That's what time it is. Oh my god. There you go. It's turning the alarm, my friends. I did not. It's time for mentiras y mierdas. This is the section of the show where we discuss something that is happening here in the news and we dig deep between the lies and the shit beneath that topic yes today the theme was very apropos today yeah yeah so this week uh our topic is aziz and sorry um who has a show on netflix called master of none yep it's been doing pretty well it's pretty good didn't it win it did it win an award it won a golden globe and an emmy i believe yes yeah, so he's been doing pretty well for himself. Um, he is brown. <laughs> I'm not going to make an obvious joke, but okay. 
Um, so, you know, as a person of color, it's very, very nice to see him get awards yeah. and have his own Netflix show and continue to do so. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Of course not. This, okay, I'm going to let you introduce this topic. This is really difficult for me to um, verbalize. Okay, so Aziz Ansari has been accused of sexual assault. Uh, he went on a date with a young woman in 2017. Uh, the young woman, her accounts of the date were reported in babe.net. Yeah, I guess it's like a feminist. It's a feminist. Uh, it's a young feminist website. Uh, they've touted themselves as being like the girls who don't give a fuck or something like that. I really don't know anything about babe. Did yeah. you? Not really. All right. uh, I don't know much about them, but I do know that the website, the babe.net uh, has broken the story about the woman uh, on their date, she said that she felt pressured by a season sorry to engage in sexual acts. She said that she said no, uh, and then he just kept pursuing her. And I guess that's yeah. So that's the that's the the just the, the gist of it. That's why don't you chill with your accusations? <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! God you did not damn find it. that. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! <Jen. laughs> So, Glad you like seeing my dick pop out of my pants. Fuck. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to derail here, but like the Aziz soundboard is really something well, special. Well, it's really on point right now. Yeah. This was made a long time ago, And y'all. that sounds like pretty much what happened on this date. So, she <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Come back next week, you can see one of my balls. <gasps> oh yeah. my god. I, I honestly Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gets worse. I mean, we could do this for like an hour. There's so many. Well, here. We don't Man. have that kind of. Time, I know. Dad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. So this has really um, divided a lot of people, especially people who thought that they were in agreement over what consent means. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna be honest. When I first saw the story, I was like, "Whatever. Of course, this is some guy." I I believe this without even reading or doing any research on it, just because I just believe that all men are shit. Yes. And I think a lot of people also believe that. Mm-hmm. And there is almost like, I feel like there's almost no no real reason for, or I, mean, I don't know. People don't really feel inclined to look deeper into these stories anymore because they are almost always very, very true and worse than like mm-hmm. um, what you would think they would be. <coughs> but this one's interesting. Right. So the encounter that the girl's, pseudoname was given Grace and the expose written on Babe, so we don't know her real identity. She's a photographer who's 23 years old in New York. Um, they met at an Emmy party. They went on, a, her and Aziz went on a date, and the way she started describing their encounter, it was like they went on a date. They, it, at the date, he picked the wine. She was like pretty quick to point out that he got red wine when she would have wanted white, but whatever. And then, yeah. Did you read this? No, but I read like, okay, I read an article that was like kind of highlighting why 
this the babe article was problematic and then like what people were saying about like said article were problematic well it was not it was not journalism that's what everybody's saying like it was the whole not babe journalism at all so the the, the excerpts that i've read it was it sounds like somebody was like oh girl what did he say or what did yeah. he do like i can't believe he said that that jerk like it doesn't seem like journalism it seems like some hearsay some from a a second hand person. It's yeah. also problematic to me that Babe reached out to her and that she did not actually seek to put out the story. So that's actually not written in the Babe article, and that's on, I think, Vox and on uh, the New York Times. Yeah. So the journalist who did write this story reached out to Grace. Yeah. Because she'd heard about this, that she went on a date with Season Sorry. And that she did not enjoy the date. So was it like going around in this like social circle in New York that this girl like went on a date with him and it like kind of sucked? That's what it seems like. That's what it appears. It's a very sketchy like beginning to like where the story came from. And she also says in the article that she she was seeing him with the Time's Up button on at the Golden Globes. She felt more and more angry that... He was trying to tout himself as a, a feminist ally. And that, Why don't you chill with your accusations? <laughs> then that, <laughs> and that's what fueled her uh, wanting to talk further about the story, which I still find interesting because she did not pursue Babe. Babe pursued her. Right. Um, and that's not usually how these things go. With yeah. the Harvey Weinstein, people pr- approach the press first. To, you know, put their story out. Yeah. Um, So one of the problems that people have with this story as well is that the way that she describes the encounter is she... They went back to his place, like, and she felt it was pretty sudden, but she went and then she made some comment about the countertops being nice and then he put it on the countertops and then... You know, they he undressed her, he undressed himself, and then she, the way she describes it is she felt really uncomfortable, thought it was going too fast. She she gave you know nonverbal clues that she wasn't interested, and the way that she would give more obvious clues was she would you know um, like kind of turn away and mumble. I don't, I don't know. She actually said this in the article. She turned away and mumbled. Yes. She would like turn away and just kind of mumble. Mm. And that's exactly how that shit went down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it, Jack. <laughs> um, and it, at some point, um, they stopped because she was like, I don't, I don't like really want to do this. This is not like how I wanted things to happen. And he was like, oh, so you want a second date? And she was like, oh, yeah, that would be great. You're fucking kidding me. (laughs) So then he was like, let's sit down on the couch. And then they were, he was sitting on the couch and she was sitting on the floor. And she thought that he was um, going to start playing with her hair or like massaging her back to console her. But he didn't. He pulled her up and they started making out again. And he said something that was like, doesn't seem like you don't want to do anything because they were making out. And I just don't. <laughs> this is Allison's face right now. She's she's glaring at me. I'm glad um, because I'm trying to process how I feel about this. I love it that is, you're hearing about it for the first time on air. That's great. 
it is really it's really hard for me to process and i can see that so there are people that are like like girl like get up walk away like you did not want to be there she had like plenty of chances where he it was like okay and then you could have just been like i'm leaving this isn't what i want yeah um there are other people that are saying he should have like understood like the you know it's like pretty obvious when someone's not into what you're doing yeah um and at which point like you need to stop like you should know like you can't be so absorbed in your own feelings when you're hooking up with someone else that you are like completely ignoring them this is gonna sound fucked up and i'm not saying this because i don't believe this woman and she's she's entitled to feel uncomfortable and and i understand that she does but this reminds me of like when I was dating a very old man that I should not have been dating. And he's like, come on, like, it's a penis. Like, there it is. Like, <laughs> is you like, do you want to do this or not? I'm like, I guess. But like, if he were way richer and possibly unseasoned, sorry, I would still probably do him. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's weird because I feel like I have been in a situation like that and I would... Exactly. Like, we've... It's, it's a relatable date, dating situation. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have been in a situation where you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. And, like, part of me doesn't want to, but I also... I'm like, fuck it, I guess, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know if it's because, like, we're a lot more confident sexually than, like, I don't know, Grace is. Yeah, she's very young. She's 23. Yeah. Aziz is, I think, old as fuck. He's not old as fuck. He's probably, like, 30. How old is he? 34. Good, good job. Oh, my God. 34. Yeah. He's a bit older than her, like. Yeah, and super famous. Super famous. He's putting up this, you know, like he had that whole uh, stand-up about how too many women are being sexually assaulted anyway, and then he's always been playing an advocate on with Master of None as being yeah. an understanding man. Um, I feel like something like this happened on Master of None where he tried to kiss the girl. I feel like it happened in the like, first season with his yeah. first girlfriend in that like that first season. That's how it Wait, reads. It reads like date. a script. Yeah. 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 And we like we really don't want to be like she's lying. It's probably this probably happened exactly how she described it. But it isn't journalism. First of all, it's the expose is not journalism. Um, and then the whole the whole idea is that she felt super uncomfortable and I guess Aziz didn't recognize it as fully as she would have liked. Yeah. So, but then there's this also this other argument that's brought up in, I want to say the Atlantic and it also might be New York Times. So don't quote me on this. They are saying, is this another case of a white woman trying to pin a brown person? Yeah. For something. I mean, this definitely crossed both of our minds. It Absolutely. And as I'm reading, like, I was kind of, like, brushing up on this story this morning, and I came across that argument, and I thought about the time that Amy Schumer said that that black guy didn't like her. Yes. <laughs> was it Amy? It was Amy Schumer. Uh, was it Amy Schumer? Yeah. Or was it, or or was it a Lena fucking Dunham? Cabbage. I think it was Lena's Lena Cabbage Dunham. If Lena's Cabbage, what is Amy? <laughs> Amy is definitely her fat sour patch kid uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was gonna say a gourd. A gourd. 
Cabbage and Gordon. Yeah, that totally works. <laughs> Yo, no yep. disrespect. I think we killed Allison. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they sound good when you hit them. <laughs> uh, they're delicious. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Damn it. No, we're totally PC here and advocated for women's rights. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Listen, Amy Schumer or Alina Dunham, I think they both done it. Let's be honest. They want to say that these brown men are not attracted to them or they're not behaving in a way that they feel that they need to be treated. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really, really... It's a hard thing to discuss, I think. Because it's also like it's a he said, she said, hearsay, we don't really know what happened, and then we all have our own personal experiences where you and I were like, yeah, we've been in those situations and like what, like we never would be like, I was sexually assaulted. No. Uh, I but mean, like, I, I devil's to... advocate, like, I, I don't know. I know a lot of dudes, including myself, that have been in somewhat of a similar situation and left and been like, oh, she's not feeling it. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. that, that could have, should have happened, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we assume that her nonverbal cues were enough. Yeah, <laughs> there was the first time that like you know she got upset and then he's consoling her and then I, they're still naked, which is the weird part. But then she's like, "Yeah, he pushed my head down." And I mean, I'm like, really, like multiple times, really. Oh yeah, and she said that he stuck her his fingers in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh. She like was really uncomfortable. <sighs> yeah, it, it should be a learning moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because the the idea of consent is really blurred, and yes. I agree that women should feel more empowered to, you know, like get up and leave and say, like, stop, say no, you know, be more verbal about how they feel and what feels good and what doesn't. But at the same time, then it's like men should also be more aware of how their partner is feeling um, I were particularly didn't like this story being attached to the Me Too movement because it just seemed like it was, it just seemed like, I don't know, it wasn't like a, it was like she wasn't really doing too much to help herself. It doesn't. And I don't think that's what we should be learning from the Me Too movement. Me Too movement is not about this. Me Too movement is about uh, men outwardly abusing their power um, in I guess workplace circumstances. Well, I guess all the time, like catcalling on the street. Yeah, just men just asserting their power over women. This seems like a really weird date. Yeah, and like this, is, I think it's more of an issue of like dating culture and um. But it's like so many dudes seem to think they're stuck on this idea of like, oh, she's just playing hard to get or like she really does. That's because we need to teach men how to talk to women and we need to like teach people a better emotional awareness, especially young men. If he was consoling her, he knew she was uncomfortable. And but he, he wasn't took, consoling it her. It sounds like he was still trying to fuck. She yeah. was She was expecting him to console uh, her, which to yeah. me is very weird. That's true. That she would expect him to like like stroke her hair rub her back like on the first date girl like that's not how it works you guys works. just met yes you just met I don't understand what else I mean and I don't even want to say it like this but like I don't 
I don't know what you expect when you go to somebody's house and you're already undressed as soon as you like get in the house. Yeah. It's sending a lot of very weird things are happening. And like, I, I understand being uncomfortable with like situations, but like, I don't know. You, I don't want to say you have to like do things to protect yourself too, but you also have to like do things to protect yourself too. Yeah. I mean, I think you, there's probably I like an articulate this, this sort sounds of so crazy and it's hard. I think there's definitely a probably because we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, like in a, like a subconsciously abusive Aziz Ansari's own power, you know, considering his fame. Um, and probably he wasn't aware of, you know, how it's not normal to just like immediately take someone back to your place and fuck. <laughs> like, it's not normal, dude, because he's famous and famous people are fucking crazy and so detached from reality. Whatever. We just talked about last week. James Franco does that shit all the time with girls uh. that are way fucking too young to be doing shit like that. So, so it is yeah. normal. It is normal. It's just that it's, it's not, Aziz and Sorry. They're both, no, they're both famous. So they think it's like, yeah, they think it the, to them. It's like, oh, I can get away with this. They think it's like normal. I don't know if Aziz and Zari was like, because he like went on a date with this girl. It wasn't like he was DMing this girl and being like, come to my hotel room. Facts. Which is what James Franco was doing. Um, I don't know. I really don't know how to conclude this. I don't. <laughs> I think I got it. Hold on. Oh, Must it. be female, age 20 to 25, and be willing to perform oral sex for a half hour in my car. Oh, my God. Must move shirt and bra. <laughs> Your friend can be there for security. Oof. And on that note. <laughs> I hope that was very out of context. The Aziz Ansari soundboard has changed my opinion on this entire matter. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, I would say talk to your friends about it. See how they feel. It's my advice. I think you'd be surprised at what they have to say. And, and talk to your male friends, female friends, and female friends. Talk to your male friends. Because I think that we need to be more uh, proactive in making sure that people understand consent. And yeah. uh, there's have your friends. There's help more you out. that both of them should have done. Yes. In that situation. It's not just one or the other. Absolutely. Fault. right. That's that's very true. Both people could have done a little bit better. Yes. All right. Thank that's you. That's our show today. That was a very good. It was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening to GTFO Radio today. You'll find us here every Thursday at 11 a.m. here at the Line Hotel on um, Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.